Hey folks, this is the Serving the Beast Podcast. I'm your host, Brent Hardy. Welcome to the program. Uh, if you're joining us for the first time, thank you. If you like this podcast, please like it, rate it, spread it around. Um, and just a, a, a little side note here, um, I am on call tonight. Uh, if you're joining us for the first time, I am an active police officer. Um, and I happen to work in an investigation, so I am on call. So if this podcast gets cut short or if it gets broken up into a night or two, I apologize in advance, but I do have priorities. However... If you like this podcast and you don't want me to be on call anymore and you say, you know what, Brent, you're, you're a cool dude and I want to support you and I want to like you, uh, here's how you do that. Like, rate, share this podcast. The more listeners I can get, the more money I can make, the more sponsors I can acquire, and boom, maybe someday I could do this for a living. Would I stop being a cop? Probably not. I love being a cop, but it would be nice to actually... Um, <clears throat> make a substantial amount of money doing this as well. I'm just being honest, right? I'm being honest. I mean, why do we do anything, right? Like, people don't invent stuff hoping to be poor. They invent stuff because they're hoping to get money, right? So if that rubs you the wrong way, I apologize. I would like to be paid a significant amount of money to do this. Um, But in the meantime, I do love talking to you guys, and I love coming on here every week, and I love doing this. And I'm sorry I'm a a night late. Um, Some scheduling issues last night made it a little difficult to uh, do this. But anyways, I'm back. So, you know... I told you guys that the entire Biden administration, um, the, the liberal arguments, and all the stuff they used to make during the Trump administration, the, the arguments for gun control, the arguments about abortion, all this kind of stuff. You know, this administration for the last, uh, however long, I, I don't know, it feels like forever. Um, this whole administration for these last, since 2020, um, has just been one giant, I told you so. Okay, and it's been, and I told you so, on so many levels, right? I used to have arguments with people that Democrats, they believe that Democrats have better economic policies. And I would argue with them because I'm like, well, where's your evidence of that? You know, and sometimes they would cite Bill Clinton in the 90s. Well, Bill Clinton had a Republican Congress and he actually worked with them. Okay, did they always agree? No. Okay, but they worked with each other. And that was probably one of the last administrations, in my opinion, where Democrats and Republicans, although they disagreed, still managed to work with each other and try and make the country successful. Nowadays, we don't see that anymore, right? People will become the minority party in Washington, D.C., and they sit there and just make their plans and buy their time and send out their tweets and get loud and get stupid, okay? I mean, did you guys see this protest with AOC and a couple of our other squad members? AOC is walking away being escorted by a police officer. They're not even handcuffed. She's not even being arrested. She's being escorted off the premise, and she goes along with it, but she puts her hands back behind her back, probably for the photo op, because it looked like she was handcuffed. And, of course, she turns and keeps walking away with the police officer, and you can see she's not handcuffed, right? That's what they do, okay? Heaven forbid they actually produce a bill, you know, and make those debates and compromise with the other side of the aisle and actually try and pass something that they believe in. No, no, no. They're going to get loud. They're going to get proud. They're going to be activists, which is just stupid to me. The whole point of activism is to get the attention of people who are in charge, right? That's the whole point of it, right? You're trying to get the attention of people who are in charge to make a change that you believe in, okay? That's it, right? If you think there should be an environmental law, you go make your protest, you write your senator, you you hire lobbyists, you you go, go go to these meetings and stuff, and you try and get them to pass a law or create a policy that changes something that you believe in, okay? That's what true activism is, right? And there's a lot of laws and policies and things that we have today because of true activism, right? The whole reason why you can look up online 
all the registered sex offenders in the area in your neighborhood and know which houses you have to, which houses that you should avoid or that your kids should avoid or anything like that, is because of activism, okay? Because of a young girl who was preyed upon and they realized that this was a registered sex offender and they should have known that he was there, right? It was all because of activism, right? So, so the idea that these congressmen and women, right, are in Washington. Now, these are the people who have the ability to pass law. They have the ability to write law, put it to debate, and pass it, send it to the president, have them sign it. But no, they're protesting in the streets like a bunch of idiots and being activists. Okay? They don't have to do that. The activists, the protesters, are trying to get their attention. So why are they out there? I mean, they are in the position to make the change... I don't know. It's just stupid. It's stupid. And the people and their followers, the people who, who believe in them are like, oh, yeah, they're doing great. They're doing wonderful, girls. I love you. Oh, my gosh. You're idiots. You're idiots. You're falling for it. That's all that is. You're, you're just falling for the theatrics. Okay? You don't see Republican uh, congressmen and stuff out there protesting with them. No, they're part of the policy change makers, right? They're the lawmakers. They're the policy makers. They don't need to be out there uh, protesting. They need to just listen to what the protesters are saying and then apply it and see if they can make a change or not. Okay, that's what they're supposed to be doing. Stupid. So anyways, back to the I told you so. The I told you so. Sunday evening. Okay, if you've been paying attention to the news at all. Now, surprisingly, this has kind of been slipping out of the news. But if you've been paying attention to the news at all, you learned that there was an active shooter that entered a mall in Greenwood, Indiana. Okay, and this has been blowing up, right? Because the active shooter walks in and he's carrying an AR-15 style rifle. Okay. I think he shoots about, uh, what's it say? Doo -doo 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 -doo. Like 25 rounds or something like that. Fired 24 rounds from an AR style rifle. Okay. I think he killed three people and it wounded one. Okay. But then he was stopped. He was put down. Why? Because a 22-year-old kid, well, I call him a kid, I think, um, Elijah Dickin, which is an awful name, by the way, but whatever. Okay, uh, pulls out his Glock pistol, puts 10 rounds downrange, eight of them into the bad guy, and drops and kills him. The police in the area celebrated him. And this is where the I told you so kept, kept, keeps coming from. Because every time something like this happens, the liberal left, the congressmen, the, the, the politicians, these activists... Get out there and like, oh, we need more gun control. We need more gun control, right? We need more gun control. And the, the problem is there's nothing to really support that because in every city, county, and state that has high gun control, they also have high amounts of crime, right? It doesn't seem to be working, okay? And then 70% of the firearms that are being used in, in crimes are not even owned by the people who, who get them, right? You can survey all the people in prison for violent crimes and ask them where they got their gun at. And they'll all say that they stole it, they bought it off the street illegally, um, you know, they got it from their grandpa, they borrowed it from their homie or whatever, right? I mean, that's it. They, they're not going to a gun shop, filling out the appropriate paperwork, and making the purchase. Right? Gun control doesn't work. You're already a criminal. You're already breaking the law. What's one more law to break? It doesn't matter. So the right conservative argument, the right side, I should say, of the argument and I'm, I'm talking left and right, not the correct argument, but the right argument, the, the argument that the right makes is that it's clear that more control isn't working and you're just violating people's constitutional God-given rights. So let's try less. 
and make it dangerous to be an active shooter. Right? Let's make it dangerous to be a criminal. Okay? If you have a neighborhood with a lot of burglaries and suddenly burglars start dying in people's living rooms, maybe you'll have a lot less burglars. Right? If you have an area that has a lot of bank robberies and suddenly bank robbers started dying, you'll suddenly have a lot less. Right? We all talk about these heroes of the Old West. Right? Billy the Kid. You know, Wild Bill. All these guys. Right? These, these, these outlaws. These guys that were robbing banks and living out on the prairie and, and doing cool things all the time. Right? They all died young. They all died young. They were all murdered or executed in probably like in their mid-20s or, or 30s or whatever. They all died young. Even Wild Bill, who wasn't technically an outlaw, was murdered. Okay? I mean, Jesus said it himself, right? You live by the sword, you die by the sword. We see it in the world of the gangs today, all the time. Right? You got these gangbangers that are carrying guns, walking around on the street, doing stupid stuff, flying colors, you know, talking about violence, celebrating violence, you know, celebrating other immoral activities. And what do they do? They all get killed. They all get murdered. Right? They're murdering each other and they get murdered. But I digress. So this 22-year-old kid puts 10 rounds down range, eight of them go into the bad guy, drops him, he's dead. Right? Boom. Done. It's over. Right? The bad guy is gone. And now that's where we come into the I told you so. Right? If you just change the rules, go the opposite direction, and make it dangerous to be a criminal. My dad made this joke a long time ago during 9-11. Okay, not a joke about 9-11, but it was when there was a big national debate about airport security. Okay, now if you're older, you remember what it was like to go in the airport in 1998. You used to be able to walk all the way up to the gates with your loved ones. Okay, you used to be able to walk all the way up to the gates to receive your loved ones. Right, people would let their kids fly. I mean, you still can, but people would let their kids fly by themselves all the time because they'd walk them all the way up to the gate. In some cases, even help them get on the plane, sit down, get settled in. Okay, the steward is here. It's going to keep an eye on you. All right, have a good one. I'm leaving. You know, and then the loved one in the other city would be able to go all the way up to the gate, walk, sometimes walk onto the plane, grab their kid. You know, hey, hey, daddy's here, mommy's here, uncle's here, auntie's here, cousin's here. Boom. Right? You can't really do that anymore. Well, you can, but there's a lot more hoops to jump through. Right? So there's a big national debate about airport security. How do we secure it? My dad had this joke, and it was just a joke, but he was trying to emphasize a point. Right? He said, why don't you just give everyone getting on the airplane a gun with one bullet? He didn't mean that literally, but that was, that was what he was trying to emphasize. Give everybody on the airplane a gun with one bullet. Right? Who's going to try and take over the plane with one bullet? And who's going to try and take over the plane if there's 100 passengers with 100 bullets? Right? Like, who's going to mess around? Right? Nobody's going to mess around because everyone's got a gun. Right? Everyone's got a gun. We all got a bullet. We all got the same amount of power. Everything's equal. Doesn't matter if you're a four foot ten female or a six foot five, uh, 300 pound dude. Right? It does not matter. We're all equal when we all hold guns. <laughs> right? Like, like, I mean, I can make that joke about guys who go to the gym all the time. They got these ripped bodies, these great abs, these huge pecs, right? These huge arms. And I'm like, that's great, buddy. But in a fight, I'm going to have a gun. What are you going to have? You know, like, the fight's still even in my book, right? Like, you're going to bring your muscles to a gunfight? Come on, you know? So, but yeah, I mean, it was just a big I told you so. A huge I told you so. And, and suddenly, like, the story was big because they're like, oh, gun control, gun control, gun control. And then it wasn't because it became an I told you so. Okay, let good guys with the guns carry their guns. And then the bad guys, let it be dangerous to be a bad guy. 
and protect the good guys with the guns if they have to use it to defend the innocent people around them. Okay, I mean, that's, that's the argument we've been trying to make forever. All right? And now I believe in this kind of stuff. Now, here's the other thing. Okay, it was legal for him to carry a gun. He had the legal concealed permit, but he was in a mall on private property, and the mall had a rule about carrying firearms. So technically, it was against the rules for him to have that gun in the mall. In theory, he was supposed to go leave it out in his vehicle in like in a lockbox or something, which they make. If you're not if you're, if you're not familiar with the gun world, they make so, all sorts of like little safes and like pistol safes and stuff for your for your vehicles, um, right? And we saw this again um, in Texas, right, where there was a shooting at a Walmart. And everyone in Texas, everyone was like, well, Texas has guns everywhere. See, it didn't work. It didn't help those people. Well, that's because Walmart had a policy and people were not allowed to open carry or carry their firearms in Walmart. So they'd all leave them out in the trucks. Do you understand the problem? You made a soft target. And when an active shooter is just trying to get a high body count, okay, he's going to go for the softest targets. And if he wants a high body count and he wants to be popular in the media, he's going to go after a school. That's what they do. We have enough information and enough understanding to know that's what they're going to do. So why do we keep allowing these places to be soft targets? Why? That man broke the rules by carrying his Glock pistol into a mall. And he did some fancy shooting because from what I understand, he was about 40 yards away. And if you know anything about shooting, shooting a pistol accurately at 40 yards is actually a hard thing to do. So for him to land 8 out of 10 rounds on a moving target under pressure when the guy has definitely outgunned you, that's impressive. I'm impressed. I really am. Okay, as a cop, we train pistols all the time, and we usually shoot about 25 yards at the furthest. And we're shooting small targets, and so we know. We know when you're throwing rounds. Okay, that's an impressive feat. And to do that under pressure, I'm impressed. I'm impressed, or, or God was with him that day. I don't know. However you want to see it. Hey folks, if you're like me, I get really sick and tired of spending five, seven, eight, twelve bucks every day at Starbucks or Dutch Brothers or one of these other coffee places. And then you turn around and hear about places like Starbucks and how they treat law enforcement and how cops are getting kicked out. Well, I got a new company for you, right? If, if you're at that point where you just want to make good quality coffee from home, I want you guys to check out my new friends, 1097 Coffee. This is a law enforcement and veteran owned local first responder theme business. Now I want to pull this little expert from their website. 1097coffee.com, all spelled out, no, no numbers. 1097 Coffee was created in support of our first responders. This includes our military, police, fire, dispatchers, emergency medical service, and our motto is support to all. If you're looking for a company that supports causes you believe in, check out 1097coffee.com and order from their either medium, dark, or dark roast selections. That's 1097coffee.com, and you can also find them on Facebook or Instagram. big I told you so one giant I told you so right I mean I mean Trump called it he said you know you like Biden you're gonna have seven dollars a gallon gas and people didn't believe that that's the thing I look back on Trump and there was plenty of times I mean you guys heard if you were been listening to this podcast from the beginning 
when Josh was here, we'd have debates back and forth about this, right? Josh, Josh didn't necessarily disagree with a lot of what Trump was doing, but it, it, he rubbed them the wrong way. Like he did a lot of conservatives. Like I was talking to a guy the other day, actually it was last week, um, and he didn't want Trump to run again, even though he was more conservative. And he was like, I just don't want to deal with the drama. And look, I understand the sentiment. I understand because, you know, the, it, it always seemed like it was one thing or another, right? Trump got two scoops of ice cream and suddenly it was in the news, right? It was stupid. And he's still in the news. He hasn't been president for two years and he's still always in the news, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's just, there's drama because the news, the big argument from the liberal left right now is just, well, so Biden recently got back from a trip to the Middle East, and uh, apparently he went over to beg for oil because apparently the oil we have here in the United States is just not good enough. It's the wrong flavor. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't understand why the liberal left is so anti-oil, right? Like they're, they're like, oh, yeah, these big oil companies are destroying the earth or doing this or that, whatever. What do you think lithium is doing, right? Those electric cars you guys swear by? The ones that have to plug into the wall that comes from power plants that are usually ran by coal or natural gas or even oil or nuclear power, which you guys argue against. Like it's, it's so weird. Like the logic behind the left where they hate something, but they don't have a better idea for it. Right? I mean, we, we, we argued about this when they were defunding the police. Right? Oh, we got to defund the police. We got to defund. Okay, what are you replacing them with? Because there is a need there. Right? Economics 101. Right? Supply and demand. Okay, we have a supply of police officers. There's a demand for police officers. If you decrease the supply, you're going to increase the demand, right? So unless you're replacing them with something, right? And then they came up with ideas, well, social workers this, social workers that. Yeah, for some issues, right? Like, we all rolled our eyes when they talked about uh, mental health crisis situations and just having social workers do it. But I stopped everyone. I was like, no, no, no. If they want to take something off our plate, go right ahead, right? If they want to take something off our plate, go right ahead. We're still going to end up responding, because when the greased up naked guy is running around somebody's front yard with a golf club, well, it's not going to be the social worker that snatches him up, <laughs> right? Like, like that's not how that's going to happen. Right? We're gonna still, but you know what? If they could take 70, 80% of them off our plate and just say, you know what? I don't have to worry about it. I, I saw this guy. I can see that he was having a mental health crisis. Let me call this group over here. You guys go talk to him. Cool. You guys are safe. Cool. I'm going to head out. I'm going to bug out. I'm good with it. I don't care, Right? But everything else, I mean, it's just, it's ridiculous how they come up with these ideas to eliminate something, defund something, remove something without ever really having a plan to put it in place. And we're seeing it, we're seeing it all over the country. Everywhere where they defunded cops, they had huge problems with riots, crime spiked and increased. I think it was Chicago who now has like a $20 million plan to try and increase their hiring. But they already did a lot of damage. Now places can't find people to hire. They just can't, right? Who wants to grow up and be a cop right now? Right, raise your hand. Right, you, you go to a classroom, you go to a class of seventh graders right now and ask how many people want to grow up and be a cop. Not very, you're not going to see very many hands. You ask them how, how many kids want to be a YouTube star, a lot of them, almost all of them are going to raise their hand. They all want to be famous. They all want to be internet famous. They want to be TikTok famous. Nope, hard pass. Nope, I had to change some rules in my house when my seven-year-old, well, now she's eight, but at the time, my seven-year-old, wanted me to buy her her own desktop computer and her own webcam so she could do Minecraft videos and put them on YouTube. I was like, nope, nope, we're changing the rules. <laughs> looks like we're going to have a lot less tablet time and a lot more go outside and play time, right? I mean, when that was her goal and ambition, nope, I had to change things. All right, let me shift gears for a little bit here. <clears throat> Speaking of kids that you might be proud of, 
Let me read this article from you from uh, Law Enforcement Today. She's just a kid trying to help make people's lives a little easier, a little less painful, and now she's under attack for it, and her family is facing death threats. You've probably heard of Megan. Her nonprofit is called Blue Line Bears. She, she, with the help of her family, takes uniforms of fallen police officers and turns them into teddy bears for the surviving family members. In an episode of Behind the Uniforms from Season 1, she shared the story of how she started her nonprofit to help them. Meg is the daughter of a cop. As such, she understands what families of law enforcement go through. And addressing why she started her company, she started with this. <clears throat> there is so much negativity aimed at police in general. Sadly, the recent high school graduate is coming face-to-face with just how vile and depraved some people can be in their hatred for every cop and all those who love and support them. Recently, she posted supportive statements on her personal um, social media page, only to have people, many of whom she considered friends, lash out at her and her family and then block her. The posts that led to all the horrific comments, which included things too too vile to print, but wish death on her dad and other officers. It's a sad day in our house, and I know many of you would understand and relate. How do we explain in our sweet, passionate, empathetic, amazing daughter why so many people around the world hate her dad and so many of her officers and so many other officers that she has met around the country simply because of the uniform he wears? It's prejudice, right? That's what it is. You're taking a group of people based off their career, not based off their race or their religion, and you're being pre-judgmental towards them. You are prejudiced. I get these messages too, by the way. I get them right here to the podcast. I get them to Facebook. People who hate us, people who are prejudiced. And these are the people who claim to be tolerant, right? These are the people who are looking at us like, well, you're the hateful bigot, so I could be a hateful bigot towards you. No, no. You're being prejudiced. You're doing the same thing you're accusing me of doing. Right? Now, are there bad cops? Sure, but they're individuals. It would be wrong to paint an entire group or race or religion based off the actions of an individual, so why are you doing it? We can all agree on these universal truths. And on top of that, this is a young woman. This is a young woman. You got a family who lost their mom or dad, who likely they were murdered or suffered some sort of accident in the line of duty or whatever it was. Somebody in that agency is sending her a uniform and she's sending them back a teddy bear with her dad's mom or dad's patches on it for their kids. And you want to act like you're the better person? You want to act like that that you somehow are, are above them? What are you doing? Like seriously, what are you doing with yourself? Are you are you running a nonprofit from high school? She's a little bit out. She's recently graduated, but did you start a nonprofit in high school helping children grieve the loss of a loved one? She's better than all of us. She's better than most of us. She's much certainly more better than I ever was in high school or even now. It's a fantastic idea to do what she's doing. How are you going to send her threats? People posted things like, very white of you all to pose for a sympathy photo so you can get likes on Facebook. Yikes. All cops are bastards, <clears throat> right? I mean, it's stuff like that, right? I've had people accuse me of being racist. I've had people uh, send me all sorts of stupid stuff saying that they wish I would die, that they wish I'd be the next one, tell me I should have been in an abortion just because I out- was outspoken against abortion practices, right? I mean, what the heck, right? We're supposed to be a country that overcame a lot of hate and prejudice, 
Now, look, if you're a liberal leftist and you're listening to this program, you're like, well, cops are this and cops are that. No, they're not. Okay, that's the lie, right? An individual can be a bad person, okay? And don't come at me with that crap like, well, one bad apple spoils a bunch, okay? No, that's not true either, right? That's not true either, okay? But an individual, yeah, sure, you can have someone get hired that maybe should not have been hired as a cop, okay? But the whole reason why you even know about those stories is because of good cops telling you about them, because of good cops holding them accountable, because of good cops going before a bunch of cameras and say, hey, we did an internal investigation and found this. Now the cop's being fired. Now we're pressing charges against that cop. Right? You're forgetting that the reason why you know about the bad cops at all is because everyone else is a good cop. Okay? Now, you cannot assume that that doesn't mean that there's... I mean, here's the argument against that. People are going to be like, well, that means it's happening all over the place. It's happening here and there. Blah, blah, blah. No, you can't assume that. You just can't. You can't fill in the blanks and imagine things that aren't happening. If you, you can either prove it or you can't, right? You can't just make stuff up, right? That's what we accuse the media of doing, right? The, especially the leftist media. That's what we accuse them of doing. If you're a liberal listening to this, that's what you accuse Fox News of doing, right? Making stuff up, twisting narratives. Don't do the same thing, right? Either you have facts to back it up or we can't assume that it's true, right? We just can't do that. That's wrong to do that. All right, let me take a break. Then I'll give you guys some happier news. Hey, folks, I realized the gold commercial for this was getting, well, old. So I decided it was time to re-record it. Grandma'spantrypocadella.com. That's Grandma'spantrypocadella.com, one of our oldest sponsors. It's Brian and Kim, my good friends. Uh, for all your custom jams and jellies, I have a case of them in my pantry right now. Very unique flavors. If you have guests coming and you want to just wow them with something different than your typical strawberry and grape, Grandma'spantrypocadella.com for your custom jam and jelly needs. So, look, we all, we all, uh, there's so much negativity in the news, right? So much crap going on. I mean, nothing seems to be working right. I mean, we have a president that went to the Middle East to bake for oil and didn't want to use our, I read this thing the other day, I already mentioned this, but I read this thing the other day where between Texas and New Mexico, between like a handful of counties that basically touch those two borders, there's enough oil to fuel the United States for 200 years, right? I've read other studies that like just in like, I can't remember if it's North or South Dakota or both. There's enough oil to fuel the United States for 500 years. But for some reason, our president needs to go over to Saudi Arabia and bake for oil, which, of course, they said no, because if they have oil shortages, their people don't just, I don't know, they don't just sit in the streets and get mad about it. Um, they take to the streets and, you know, overthrow governments. Not to mention they hate the United States anyways. Why would they help us? Right? If they get hurt our economy, they're probably going to go for it. But anyway, sorry, so much negativity inflation, all this terrible stuff in the news. I want to tell you guys about a hero. And I know what some of you are thinking, like, Brian, we, we don't want to hear about you. No, I'm not talking about me this time. Okay, I'm not the hero this time. Not, I want to talk about a real hero. I want to talk about the pizza delivery guy. That's right. Uh, in Indiana, you guys might have heard about the story, right? Last week sometime on July 11th. <coughs> this pizza delivery guy is doing his thing 
when he notices a house is on fire. He goes inside, and he literally um, fights the smoke, fights the flames. He ends up suffering some injuries, but he ends up saving a handful of kids. He ended up leading um, a teenager and three children out of the burning house, and he goes back in, finds a six-year-old child who is still inside, and carries them out through a window. Okay? The pizza delivery guy. All right? The man. So... Not only is this a fantastic story, this is a fantastic story about civilians who stepped up and saved the day, right? Now, we've made this argument before. I don't think I've ever talked about this on the podcast, but we talk about first responders. The truth is the cops, the firefighters, the ambulance, these aren't your first responders. The truth is you're the first responder. If you're on scene where the incident is happening, it's you who are the first responder. Okay, that's why first aid should be a basic thing. Of all the crap courses they teach in high school, it's amazing to me they don't teach more first aid and middle school as well. Right, that should be like an annual course right at the beginning of the school year. Boom, first aid. We're going to talk about basic first aid. Okay. Um, why? Because that saves lives. Right. Why? Because this kid decided to be a hero that day and go in and save people instead of sitting outside just calling 911 and be like, oh my gosh, I hope they get out. Because there's a mentality difference there, right? There's a mentality difference. This kid was the first responder, the second responders were the firemen. Right? The third responders were the cops who showed up and blocked off the street. That's how that works. All right, this kid was the first responder. Why? Because he wasn't the kind of kid who sits out on the streets and pulls up his cell phone and calls 911 and then starts filming the fire. Right? That's, that's, not, that's not who he was. Right? It's a mentality difference. Right? There's an issue, I think, with this new generation coming up where a lot of people, they want to be popular and famous. I kind of touched this a little bit on this last segment. They want to be popular and famous and they want to be the person with the, the likes and the views and stuff like that, right? They, they want to go live and, and get hundreds, if not thousands of people watching their video, okay? And, um, but they're not being the hero, right? They're not putting the phone down and running into a burning building like this kid did, right? So not only did he save those lives, but somebody started a GoFundMe for him, right? Let's tip the pizza guy. Let's tip the pizza guy for going above and beyond. Um, he's raised over a half a million dollars now. Imagine that, right? Imagine being a pizza guy. I hope he doesn't do something stupid with this money, right? I hope he gets the money and I hope he does something smart. Whether he puts himself to college, um, buys himself a house, invests it in some way, I hope he does something smart with this money. Um, but it's amazing to me that he, um, I mean, this is just who we are, right? Like of all the negativity, I, I, I talk about this, right? You are what you eat. So if you sit there and you watch negative news, you read negative stories all the time, and, and all you do is focus on the negative, you're going you're gonna to hate us, right? You're going to hate this country. You know, I, I tell you right now, the liberal left, the people who, you know, stomping on flags, burning them, these, they're most, the most miserable people I ever met in my life. They really are. You break them down individually, you go to these leftist activists and you break them down individually, they're all taking happy pills of some sort, okay? They're all, um, <clears throat> not all of them, obviously, but individually, you know, some are doing drugs, some are doing happy pills, some people are miserable, some of these people are going to commit suicide in the future, right? They're, they're just not generally happy people, right? They just aren't. And it's crazy, like, it's crazy to see these generations coming up, and we can, we can talk about this all day long, right? Why is suicide rates increasing amongst teenagers? You know, some people speculate, well, it's the internet, right? I mean, they're comparing themselves to people they aren't, blah, blah, blah. Oh, it's about friends, it's about social interactions, all these things, who knows? Okay, I can make the argument that it's hearts without God, right? I can make the argument that it's schools without God. 
Okay, other fellow conservatives would argue against me on that one. I get it, and it's fine. Okay, but yeah, there's definitely something going on, right? And the answer is going to be conservatism. And I'm not talking about political conservatism. I'm talking about go back to the past and say, okay, we didn't have this problem in 1953. What was going on in 1953, right? And go look at that stuff. Go look at the extracurricular activities. Go look at what the school environment was like. Go like, look at what the bullying environment was like. Go look at what the mental health environment was like. Right? Go back and look at that stuff. Right? That's what conservatism is. Right? Do not, my fellow conservatives, do not allow the liberal left to tell you what conservatism is. You tell them. You educate them. Right? The whole idea behind conservatism is progressivism. It's, hey, we're going to progress, but we're going to keep the ideas that we know work. That's what we mean by conserve. We're going to conserve the Constitution, and we're going to keep the ideas and principles that we know actually work, and we're going to build on those and try new things. That's the progressive side of it. And if they don't work, we're going to have enough humility to say, that doesn't work, let's try something different. Right? We're not going to beat the same bush. Right? We're not going to keep trying the same stupid things. Okay, that's what conservatism is supposed to be about. Okay, do not let the liberal left tell you that, oh, it's old laws and old way of thinking and, and racism and bigotry and stuff because that's all in the past. No, we built off that, right? We progressed past that. It wasn't working, and it wasn't us, actually. It was the left that did that, but nonetheless, it was the Democrats that did that. But nonetheless, right, we progressed past that, right? And we keep what we know works, like good fundamentals, and we build on those, we keep those as our foundations. That's what conservatism really is supposed to be about. Okay. There's a story years ago. I wish I had the story in front of me now because I'm just reminded of it, but I wish I had it. It was about a liberal professor who decided that he was going to do a study on conservatism and not the conservatism, not the bias that he thought was, not the prejudice that he thought the conservatism was, right? Not the preconceived notions of what he thought conservative was. He decided he was going to approach it scientifically and actually go and interview conservatives, knowing conservatives, and talk about their beliefs. Whether it's constitutional, religious, or whatever. And you know what he ended up finding out when he was done? That he was a conservative. <clears throat> he didn't have to change anything. Okay, he just relabeled his own beliefs. Right, there's an education problem out there. Okay, so that's why I keep telling you guys, that's the ongoing theme of this whole season of the podcast, right? Talk to your neighbors, Talk to your neighbors. If you're a cop who feels down and feels like the whole world hates you, go talk to your neighbors because they'll tell you that they appreciate you. They'll tell you that they couldn't do your job. Right? That's what they do. Maybe they're not the loudest voice out there, but the largest voice out there is not going to be the loudest. So I, I encourage you guys, go talk to your neighbors. Go talk to your neighbors about political stuff. Go talk to your neighbors about religious stuff and go learn. Approach it with ears ready to listen. Okay, you may learn something. Even if you just learn that your neighbor's a kook, right? You read some book written by some crazy liberal and you're going to learn something. Okay, you might learn that that author is just a kook, but you're going to learn something, right? Don't be afraid to do that. Don't, don't, don't engage in this tribal mentality where you just surround yourself with your people you stay with your people, right? That's not okay either. Branch out. Try something different, right? If, if you're having a hard time with change, just start with new food, right? Try a new food. Because you're going to learn something. Maybe you just learned that you don't like that new food, but it doesn't matter. You're going to learn something. But seriously, do not sit there and just wallow in the negativity of life. Right? Put yourself out there. Talk to your neighbors. Be open-minded. Listen to people. And learn that the world is really not going to hell in a handbasket. Okay? It's really not that bad. 
If you have to, turn off the news. Give yourself a break from your phone and social media. Go out to the country and just go for a hike. Go for a walk. Go find some little distant meadow someplace and just sit and take it in for a minute. I don't know why I got on this line. I don't know why I felt inspired to suddenly talk about this. I hope somebody listening to this is getting something from this. But I'm a big believer in Sabbath, right? And the Sabbath could be whatever day you feel like it should be. I know some people work on the weekend, so it's not going to be Saturday or Sunday or whatever day you recognize as a Sabbath. But, um, <clears throat> you know, sometimes you work on the weekends because you work shift work, then boom, Tuesday's your day off. Cool, make Tuesday your Sabbath. Make that your day where you just sit and do nothing. Don't do the dishes. Don't do the laundry. Okay, and just take a moment to yourself. Do some meditation, do some prayer, do some yoga, whatever it is that you do, right? Go tinker with a car. Okay, one of my best friends has an old Camaro in his yard. He, I mean, I haven't seen this thing drive on the street in years. Okay, he has an old Camaro working in his garage. I call it his therapy. He may never be 100% complete with this Camaro. He's been working on it since high school. Okay, but it's his therapy. When he wants to take that me time and he wants to tinker and use his brain and do that stuff, he goes out and works on his car. That's what he does. Now, the truth is, if he ever finishes it, he may sell it. He may put a, a, a tarp over it and he may go buy another one just to have more therapy, right? I don't know. But go find that for yourself. Do not wallow in depression. Do not sit there and, and um, give in to those evil and dark thoughts. Okay, be self-aware. Recognize where you are at emotionally and go make that change. Mm -hmm.